the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, good afternoon and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. It is, of course, the program where we invite you to call us um, and ask the questions that you care the most about, questions about God and the historical Jesus, questions about the Bible, questions about worldviews and world religions. We talk about history. We talk about prophecy. And, of course, we talk about the contemporary world scene. We talk about current events. So if you'd like to join me, it's 303-873-1935. Friendly Jim is waiting at the producer's booth, 303-873-1935. He will ask you uh, what is your question, and I'm, I'm going to make every effort to get your question on the program, 303-873-1935. And uh, lots to talk about, but happy, happy, happy to take your call. And uh, there, there was an amazing story that was posted at churchleaders.com by Dale Chamberlain. He writes um, about a Georgia church building destroyed after a fire broke out during the worship service. This happened just on Wednesday he says that a church, it was called Douglas Christian Fellowship Church in Douglas, Georgia, um, on Wednesday night, it literally, the, the fire broke out. It led to the destruction of the building. There was a live stream of the service. And in the live stream of the service, the worship leader can be seen pointing to something off camera in the middle of a song. The other worship leader then stopped singing and the congregation can be seen quickly evacuating the building, and the fire apparently broke out about 15 minutes into the service. Now, the closest thing that I've ever had this happen, <laughs> I was teaching at a local church, and I don't think he'll mind if I say it. It's uh, Josh Weidman at, at Grace Chapel, and uh, they're, they're about 15 minutes into the second service, and the worship leader gets up and says they smell gas, and we literally had to evacuate the church and because we had to deal with this gas leak issue. But in this situation during the live stream, there was a later video that was captured by CBS um, in their Georgia affiliate. And you can see literally the church building is engulfed in flames. And Robert Preston Jr. of uh, Douglas now reported from outside Douglas Christian fellowship saying that, According to him, a propane tank in the back of the church exploded, causing the fire. Now, the cause of that explosion is still unknown, at least uh, at this article that was posted at churchleaders.com. And they say that, thankfully, all the congregants, the people who showed up for the church, were safely evacuated from the building. No injuries were reported. The damage from the fire, however, was thorough. 
It caused the roof over one part of the building to collapse, another part of the building to be leveled entirely. And um, it says that, quote, this is pretty impressive, and I don't mean impressive in a good way, said Preston from live on the scene. This fire happened in a hurry, spread in a hurry, did a lot of damage in a hurry. And as Preston filmed the embers of the collapsed building, he says, it's incredible. It's just incredible. He says in a good way that nobody was hurt. Thank God. 303-873-1935. That's the number if you want to join me on the program. And, of course, Producer Jim (laughs) noted for all those people who say, I can't go to your church. The roof would cave in or collapse or some other disaster would happen. I'm going to suggest to you that these are few and far between, but sometimes it does happen. 303-873-1935. Let's see who's up. Daniel, welcome to the program. Hi, Daniel. Hey, brother. Hey. How you, how you doing, brother? I think I'm doing pretty good today. My lungs All are right. starting to feel? come back. My voice is starting to come back. Uh, my energy starting to come back. So hallelujah, as we say in the business. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, uh, before Marcus Lamb passed, he had a prophecy, not a prediction, but a prophecy concerning Pat Robertson being the next president of the United States. Now, I'm well connected with uh, Gary Wilkerson, uh, uh, Randy Scott, and... uh, some other pastors in Denver. Well, anyway, he said that um, twice he said before he passed that he pre- predicted or prophesied that uh, that uh, rent, uh, you said Pat uh, Robertson. Excuse me. That um, Pat Robertson would be the next president of the United States. Yeah, I think now, the I've chances to, of that uh, being zero. Virginia Beach three times. Got some letters off to them, and. Uh, I'm not a son of a prophet, or I'm not a prophet. I'm just uh, trying to be obedient and, and give you a little heads up and food for thought. So well, let's just uh, talk about that. Let's say. just talk about that for just a second, okay? Let's Excuse just for, let, let's talk about it for a second. If for whatever reason it turns out not to be true, what do you suppose we should do? You know what, uh, Gino? I have a lot on my plate. Um, it's. Uh, you know, I'm not one of the ones that say God told me this or God told me that or things like that. But um, uh, I do believe that I'm hearing from God. I've been obedient to call you. This this uh, phone call has been prayed over with a friend of mine. Like I said, uh, David David Clifton's also a pastor of mine, and uh, I'm just trying to be obedient, brother. Well, and again, I'm hoping and praying because it's, it's very easy to say it was. So let's be clear about what's happening. If Marcus, and I, I don't have any proof or evidence. I, I haven't heard any audio clips or anything like that. I have no reason to he doubt said, what said you're it saying. Twice, twice in two months. Okay. About Pat Robertson. And he said it on television. So there's some yes, sort of did. audio uh evidence that he did in fact say this did, he did and, say that and, he, and he used um, the term the next president not not someday well, uh, you know what's you know what's in the works brother 
I mean, it sounds crazy, brother, but it's going to be a Christian coup. I share the gospel on the 16th Street Mall. I've lived in the YMCA for 25 years. I'm doing the best I can. And uh, I'm a stone's throw away from the 16th Street Mall. I've showed, shared the gospel in the open air and not blowing my own horn. But showed shared the gospel in the open air for on and off for 30 years. Volunteered at Jesus to the World International with David Clifton. And uh, this is good news. This is not bad news. This is good news. Well, uh, God's going to raise up a standard. Please, please, please forgive be, I mean, me if I, if you if, want to, if in First John chapter four names. says, test the spirits to see whether or not they're from God. I can't, I can't, I can't hear you. Can you speak up? Sure. I said, you know, in First John chapter four, verse one, it says, test the spirits to see if they're from God. And okay. what Marcus Lamb is saying is true, or it's false. If it turns out to be false. I think that promoting promoting a false prophecy might have harmful consequences. Mm-hmm. So we're about to find out, aren't we? <laughs> well, you know what? I listen to you every day. You're a wealth of information. I'm an, I'm an everyday listener. Uh, I got over COVID, smacked my head, got stitches in my head. I'm sympathetic. I mean, I've been through the war, brother, and uh, good news are ahead. I might call you next Friday and give you a lineup. Let me know. The... Let me know. Okay. I got to go. But let me know. This is Gino Geraci. I'll be back. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. 303-873-1935. That's the number. If you want to join me on the program, happy, happy to take your call. 303-873-1935. You know, I uh, absolutely think it's appropriate to trust in the Lord. But I also think it's absolutely important that when people make claims or statements or assertions that we apply the biblical... Um, we apply the biblical test. So when we ask and we answer the question, um, what does it mean when the Bible says, test, test the spirits? Now, again, is it talking about demonic spirits or is it talking about human beings? And I'm going to suggest to you that there is a, a measure of both. In other words, in this instance, spirit means a being that's capable of making a statement. So in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they're from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So in that verse, believers aren't, this isn't a suggestion, by the way. This is a commandment. They're commanded to test the spirits to see whether or not they're from God. The same command is echoed in other parts of the scripture. For instance, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, um, verse 20 and 21, do not despise prophecies. 
And so in that simple statement, do not despise prophecies, it means listen carefully when someone's saying something. And then it says, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Don't despise prophecies. Test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Those two passages are just a few of the many, many biblical warnings that are given to Christians to test the message that people or spirits proclaim. I'm going to suggest to you that this is true in every situation. But most importantly, when a person or a spirit is claiming to speak for God, Christians are to be discerning hearers when people speak. And the reason for the admonition, test the spirits or test all things, is given right there in the text. Because many false prophets or wolves in sheep's clothing try to lead people astray. Sadly, there are many people who claim to speak for God who are presenting, well, false gospels that are powerless to save. And that kind of errant teaching leaves people with a false hope of salvation. The Bible says there's no other name given under heaven whereby people must be saved. So, again, does does this mean that everyone who says something that's false are necessarily preaching or teaching a false gospel. That's not what I'm suggesting even for a moment. What I am suggesting is what John says in first John chapter four, don't believe every spirit, test the spirits. 303-873-1935. That's the number. Jim, welcome to the program. Yeah, I turned you on and missed the, what was the prophecy of the prediction you were talking about? I just didn't get the whole program. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a caller called in and basically said that um, Marcus Lamb allegedly—now, I'm just re- repeating what the caller said, and I have no reason uh-huh. to believe that the caller would lie or that yeah. the caller is making it up. I just don't have any evidence to support it, that— Tragically, there was a man named Marcus Lamb who was a Daystar founder, and um, according to the caller, um, he prophesied that um, Pat Robertson was going to be the next president of the United States. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So what I what I basically said, that that's not just highly unlikely, it's almost unbelievably unlikely. Yeah, right. Um, right. You know, Pat Robertson just uh, resigned from CBN. He's 91 years old. I'm not, Jim, not that I'm being disparaging towards anyone in their 80s or 90s. But if we ask and we answer the question, so I'm assuming several things. I'm assuming that the caller didn't misrepresent Marcus Lamb. That, that that maybe there was some sort of uh, addendum or maybe there was some sort of other thing involved. But what I basically – that's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about okay. that when okay. a person makes a statement and, and, and says, thus saith the Lord, or God told me, and he left me with the impression that Marcus Lamb used the term prophecy and that the Lord has revealed to him that Pat Robertson would be – the next president of the United States. Yeah. 
Well, it sounded like it was something political. I was just really curious all of a sudden. I missed it, you know. So, right. And so my my own my own view is just like I said earlier in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 20 it says do not despise prophecies but test everything. Right. Right. Hold fast what is good. And of course 1 John 4:1 beloved don't believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether or not they're from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So the, to me the issue is did he say it? And if he said it, then we have to ask and answer the question. What what are the consequences when a person makes an out I'm gonna use the term outrageous statement, Jim. They make an outrageous statement, but they're never held accountable for what they say. Well, how many pastors said that God showed me that Donald Trump would be reelected? I mean, there was a many of those. There were many of them, and of course, some of them apologized, but but as far as I know, none of them resigned. None of them said, "You know what? I have to seriously, I have to seriously wonder if I really am hearing from God." So that was yeah. my part of my point. My point is, this is why I think it's such a um, it's such a dangerous thing to quote-unquote speak for God when, in fact, God's not speaking. Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I just all of a sudden got real curious, wondering, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah, that's what you missed. And What and would it, be the, Vegas, what the odds in Vegas on that? <laughs> well, to me, the odds would be like saying, this year, Green Bay is going to win the Super Bowl. And you go, well, wait a minute, Green Bay is not even in the Super Bowl. How do you give odds on a team that's not even there? Right. And right. and what are the odds? Now, again, Pat Robertson is alive, but what would happen, what would have to happen for Pat Robertson to become the next president of the United States? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, again, we're back to test the spirits. Yeah. Exactly. So, to me, the test, of course, is what you already know, Jim. You compare what's being taught with the clear teaching of the Bible. Yeah, many false prophets are speaking out according to the, you know, to, to the law, the word, the law. So, anyhow, well, I appreciate your time, Gene. I no, no, thank you, thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. Three zero three eight seven three nineteen thirty five. Three zero three eight seven three nineteen thirty five. You know, there's another passage. And Second Corinthians chapter eleven verses thirteen through fifteen that warns about well false apostles, deceitful workmen disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. So again, I'm not suggesting that this person, quote unquote, is any of those things. But what I am suggesting is that the moment that a person says something like that, I'm wondering, maybe. Shouldn't there be something that we say or do to hold people accountable for what they say and do? This is Gino Geraci, 303-873-1935. I'll be back. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. The number is 303-873-1935. I did have a special conversation today with my friend Mike Horan. We used to play for the, uh, well, they were at that time the St. Louis 
uh, Rams. But then, of course, they've gone back to L.A., and now they're the Los Angeles Rams. But uh, my friend Mike Horan was a punter in that Super Bowl that featured people like uh, Kurt Warner. And tell me the name of the running back again, Jim. Very famous big guy. He's like a refrigerator. Um, but you know who I mean. It's okay. It's okay. It'll, and I know that Mar- Marshall Falk. I mean, you remember just what a what a force of nature he was <laughs> when he ran. But um, and again, this is not a sports program. Three zero three eight seven three nineteen thirty five. But um, as I've been watching the playoffs. <clears throat> Um, Jim, I don't know if you remember the Los Angeles Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup. And they've been very, very outspoken, he and his wife, Anna Marie Cup, uh, in, about their Christian faith and uh, their love for the Lord. And they posted on, on an, an Instagram video of them embracing on the field after the big playoff game. And Anna Marie wrote, quote, this moment. These moments, thanking God for every one of them. We prayed for a season to glorify our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you're doing just that, my lovely at Cooper Cup Surreal, she wrote. And uh, she describes herself as, in her bio, as a child of the king and a football wifey. And before the postseason, uh, Cooper Cup became the fourth player in NFL history to earn what's been called the triple crown, 145 receptions, 1,947 receiving yards, 16 receiving touchdowns. All of those led the league. And um, again, uh, CBN News reported Cooper has said that if it wasn't for Anna Maria, he wouldn't even be playing in the NFL. He's 28 years old and his wife, they first met in high school, and it says they've relied on each other in their Christian faith since his football career. And um, again, they both told CBN News in 2019 that the Lord, the Lord has always been their source of hope. They said, quote, um, Cooper Cup said, at the very basic levels of my life as a husband, a father, and a football player, knowing how much of a failure I am in these things, if it wasn't for my faith, if it wasn't for for knowing the Lord Jesus Christ has told me that I, I am in his eyes, and he knows how far, far, far short I fall. Now, this is interesting to me, that he would use terms like failure. He says, as a husband, father, and a football player. Now, Jim, you played a little football in your time. And if you lead the league in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns, it's hard for me to use the word failure with those kinds of statistics. But he's so humble. And again, he is that guy. I am wondering if he, I don't know who keeps the stats on 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 blocking uh, for his teammates, but I hear that Cooper Cup really is just like an amazing football player and an amazing man. So here we go. 
They're going to play the Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, Sunday, February 13th. Uh, I'm not going to be able to be there, but the Lord willing, the Lord willing. You might be asked, that's, that's maybe a tough question, Tuesday question. Is it wrong for Christians to watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> 303-873-0980. Nineteen thirty-five. That's the number if you want to join me on the program. We're going to talk a little bit about trusting the Lord. You know, in Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, you know the passage of Scripture. It says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll make your path straight." If you're going to trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding, there are times, there are times when in my own understanding, there are certain things that make no sense whatsoever. Is it possible that a prophecy like Pat Robertson becoming the next president of the United States, is that even possible? Well, If you believe the Bible, nothing is too hard for God. If God wants it to happen, it will happen. In Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17, and again in verses 26 and 27, it says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing's too hard for you. And again, verse 26, then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. I'm the Lord the God of all mankind, is anything too hard for me? And of course, who am I to say? There are certain things that are even hard for God. It would be inconsistent if I actually believe this passage. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? So the big question becomes, not is it too hard for God, it is whether or not People are telling the truth about what they say they've heard from God. You know, in First Chronicles chapter 29, and by the way, phone number, if you want to call, 303-873-1935. Got a couple of open lines, by the way. 303-873-1935. In First Chronicles chapter 29, it says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all wealth and honor. They come from you. You're the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. So we can trust in the Lord. Nothing's too hard for God. And because we have trust and faith, when you trust in faith, you can see the glory and the power of God. And of course, perhaps one of the most iconic passages in all of the Old Testament is Psalm 23. You'll remember when David wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. And of course, the Lord is the believer's light and salvation in Psalm 27. 
in verse 8 of Psalm 27, it says, My heart says of you, seek his face. The psalmist wrote, your face, Lord, I will seek. The psalmist wrote again in Psalm 27, 13 and 14, I'm still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And of course, in Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Well, those passages tell me something. The Lord, the Lord is the believer's refuge and strength. The Lord, the Lord is the believer's light and salvation. The Lord is the one with glory and power. There really is nothing too hard for God. So you can trust him. You can trust in the Lord. This is why it becomes such a damaging thing. If someone says, this is what the Lord says, when in fact the Lord has not said it. You should be very, very careful when you say stuff like that. 303-873-1935. I'll be back. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program, 303-873-1935. That's the number if you would like to join me on the program. And, of course, we've learned over the last couple of days that the Islamic State leader is dead. But what you may not have heard is that he killed himself, that uh, that he blew up himself and his entire family. His name was Abu Ibrahim al-Hashami al Kurashi. He died yesterday during a U.S. military raid on his home in northwest Syria, according to officials. And according to the officials, he detonated a suicide bomb, killing himself and the members of his family before he, he could be captured by special forces. And the blast, according to news outlets from a number of different sources, said that the third it took out the third floor of a residential building an unnamed Islamic State lieutenant was also killed after barricading the second floor and engaging with U.S. troops. At least 13 people died, including children and women, according to Syrian first responders. U.S. troops suffered no casualties, and they were able to evacuate 10 people, according to the Pentagon. So, Again, the operation comes after U.S. forces last month backed a Kurdish-led militia in retaking a prison that was seized by Islamic State fighters. And al-Kuryashi took global control of the Islamic State in 2019 after the group's former leader, Abu Bakir Baghdadi, was killed in a uh, U.S. raid. Also... um, According to news outlets, al-Baghdadi also detonated a suicide bomb. 303-873-1935, that's the number. 
if you want to join me on the program. And would love to take your calls, 303-873-1935. There is uh, an interesting headline um, about my friend Greg Laurie, who uh, was teaching this last Sunday, and I, we can talk about that here in just a second, 303-873-1935. But uh, in a sermon on Sunday, Greg Laurie uh, was speculating on whether or not every uh, believer has what's been called a guardian angel, but acknowledged that there that there seems to be supernatural messengers in relationship to to believers. And so Greg says, quote, here's a question that pops up every now and then. Do we have guardian angels? Here's my definitive answer, Greg said, maybe. (laughs) He said, quote, I would even add that I think that there's a good chance that we do. Again, Greg Laurie, of course, is the senior pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, and he was making reference to Matthew 18.10, where Jesus was speaking about children. He said, make sure you don't look down on these little ones, for I tell you, their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Interesting, Greg Laurie said, their angels in heaven. And of course, the long-standing Harvest Crusade evangelist also pointed to a passage in Acts chapter 12, where an angel helps Peter escape from prison. Believers who were praying at home were in disbelief when Peter showed up on their doorstep. They said, maybe it's his angel. He says, does that mean that Peter had a personal guardian angel? He says, I don't know the answer to that. But even if we don't have personal angels, you can be sure that we have angels assigned to us that are involved in our lives. He noted that the Bible has some 300 references to angels and that their primary work undercover, (laughs) using Greg's expression, God's secret agents. Greg said, quote, It's not the job or the nature of an angel to draw attention to themselves. They're just doing God's job. You might describe them as God's secret agents. Another way to put it, they're sort of like Navy SEALs. Their job? Get the job done. I like that. Their job? Get the job done. Additionally, he said angels operating in a believer's life can stop them from doing the wrong thing and maybe doing the right thing. Greg said, quote, there are times when an angel has prompted you and spoken directly to you. I wonder how many times we've been headed for destruction and God changed our course by directing an angel to stop us from where we're going, unquote. Later in the sermon, Greg addressed a lot of misconceptions about angels that many Christians believe, including that angels are females. Greg said, quote, I know we think of an angel as feminine, but she's as pretty as an angel. In reality, when angels do appear visibly, they appear as men, he said, 
and he referring to how angels appear throughout the scripture, he also debunked the idea that people can become angels when they die. Greg said, quote, we don't become angels. That's wrong. Angels are angels. They're created beings. And that's exactly right what Greg is saying, that um, angelic beings don't become human beings, and human beings don't become angelic beings. As a matter of fact, there's good evidence that um, that Jesus becomes a human not to not to uh, save angels, but to save humans. In other words, if we were to ask and answer that question, and so maybe in the next hour we can talk a little bit about that. Do we have guardian angels? Another question that we could ask is, are there angels among us? And of course, when we see in the scripture, there are a lot of instances in which angels are a part of God's plan. Now, again, just because the Bible, and I'm not saying just because, just because the Bible talks about it, it also seems to leave us with the impression that angelic intervention isn't always normative. In other words, there's some supernatural thing. But there's also one verse that alludes to the possibility of angels walking among us at this very moment. Do you remember what it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2? Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it, unquote. Has someone ever showed up on your doorstep and you thought, is this person an angel to test me? Or you see somebody broken down on the side of the road. <clears throat> the, that, that statement in Hebrews chapter 13 is an obvious reference to Abraham, whose angelic visitor appeared to him as men in Genesis chapter 18. And that verse may or may not confirm that angels are indeed among us unaware that expression have shown is in the past tense. So present day encounters aren't explicitly mentioned, but there are dozens and dozens of scriptural answers of angelic encounters. Have you ever had one? This is Gino Geraci. In the next hour, we'll come back, take your calls, answer your questions. 303-873-1935. Thanks for joining me. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.